You are now listening to The Open Canvas. Hey, it's Taj Alexander. Thank you to everyone who's been listening to the podcast. Really appreciate all the support, all the love. Just want to let you know, The Open Canvas has just launched its first clothing collection. You can find it on theopencanvas.com. Let's get into the episode. Open Canvas, this is Taj Alexander. I'm here with a very special guest. Um, we connected at uh, Eli Fola's AP creative event. Uh, for the, the visual re- presentation. The release of his... Right. But yeah. I think I met you before Drumo. Like, we met okay, before. Yeah, yeah, right. occasionally. But I think we actually got to connect a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Event. Exactly, yeah. man. So, so yeah, just to even, like, you know, meet you through Mo and then to reconnect with you um, at the event was great. Just so, like, you know, for me, just being able to experience, you know, you in your in your zone, you know, and just sort of, like, see how you were almost able to, to almost curate the sound for the evening and, you know, sort of help, you know, with the other DJs sort of, like, set the tone as well. Because that's what I loved about the event. Um, if anyone's been at AP Creative, the event itself was in the backspace and everyone was sitting, which I loved. I right. loved that concept because for me, and especially with the type of music that um, that I'm interested in and also that you create and produce, you know, just to sort of see everyone sort of like sitting and listening and like almost carrying the same energy if, it's, if it was a dance party, but just sort of like internally, like everyone sort of internally enjoying and processing the music and the sounds, mm-hmm. um, which I really appreciate it, man. Um, oh, thank you. And just beyond that, just, you know, your work, you know, as a musician and as um, someone who's been very, very consistent, um, whether that be, you know, individual tracks or, you know, working on projects and then also bringing that into like a live experience and sort of not even losing the energy you know from the recorded to the live session and if not just amplifying it um all that to say i'm very happy to speak with you man without any further ado please introduce yourself welcome um and really pleasant to be here and taj thank you for amazing introduction i go by the moniker dash moon my name is young moon and i'm a creator based in brooklyn um i'm a dj and i'm also a content producer designer I'm many things, but I tend to just stay creative and yeah. and just create, yeah, and connect with others I like and provide that. value. That's I, what I try to strive for. Thank that's you. the that's the goal, isn't it? Just to right. stay creative, you know, no right. matter what that is. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like that that's sort of what I I sort of enjoy sort of doing and also seeing my friends do is just like. Mm-hmm do what they're good at but also try new things Um, and sort of challenge themselves to sort of see how they can create like a full body of different types of work Mm. you know so that's something I see in you man so so yeah thank you for being on the podcast The Open Canvas man it's my first podcast (laughs) it's a pleasure to be here it's awesome yeah Yeah, man it's cozy in here Thank you, man. And it's, for the invite. And it's great, too, because, like, I think for, for those of us who have been listening to your music for some time, mm-hmm. um, you know, to even hear from you, you know, mm-hmm. is great. You know, so I, I feel like, you know, honored to be able to have the conversation with you, um, mm-hmm. you know, about your music and just your life as well, man. I feel like, right. you know, even listening to your sounds, I feel like there's a lot of... Um, you're telling stories through those sounds, right. you know, and you're, you're painting pictures, you know, mm-hmm. through those sounds. It's not just like a track and it's not even just like looping something. You're really like orchestrating a full soundscape. And you know, I really appreciate, you know, what you're, what you're doing. Man. So, so where are you from? Um, I'm from, that's a hard question, right? Cause like, <laughs> right. Um, cause I've been to a lot of different places, but um, I'm from Korea, but I was born in Philly. And then I lived in Korea for a while. I always been back and forth between Asia, the East Whoa. and the West, mm-hmm. back back to the States. Um, but I went to 
college here. I went to Pratt, uh, studied industrial design, and then stayed ever since. Nice. Since 2008. So I'm based in Brooklyn now. Yeah. yeah. So did you grow up most of your childhood in Philly? Till I was seven. Yeah. Till you were seven? Yeah. Okay, so so what was that like for you, like in Philly? Where in Philly specifically? It was like near South Street. Near uh, My dad went to Drexel. Oh, my wow. parents owned a deli. Okay, yeah. You know? So they were working all the time, you know? <laughs> and. You know, like, till you're seven, you don't really remember that much. That's true. Right. To be real, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember, you know, just like the streets of Philly, me running around, you know, playing with my friends. Mm-hmm. I don't know, just being a kid. Yeah, yeah. You know, like no. child stuff. Definitely. Um, <laughs> but then, you know, my parents moved to Korea because my mom, she missed her family. Mm. You know, she missed her home. So when we went back, I had to pretty much learn Korean right. and communicate with the Korean kids. What was but, that like? Because it's almost like relearn your past history. You know? Right. Or right. your past language and customs. Like how, right. was, how was that? So I had to unlearn English. Yeah. <laughs> and, my, and my parents uh, wanted me to pretty much speak Korean all the time. Mm-hmm. And they wanted me to just write, read, speak, do everything in Korean. And I wasn't allowed to speak English. Wow. So it was really hard, actually. I remember, I still remember it? being distracted. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, because I'm trying to be something that I'm not mm. to fit mm. myself into the custom of a new country, mm. even though, you know, by blood, like I'm 100% Korean. Yeah, yeah. So, so it, it was hard. It was a hard struggle. And, you know, it's crazy. By the time I, w- I, w- I was moving back to the States, mm. I forgot all my English and I became full Korean within <laughs> within five years. So from between seven years, what? seven year old to 12 year old, within yeah. those five years, I forgot my perfect English. Wow. And the funny thing is then I had to work so hard to learn English again. Yeah. Because I had to refit myself again into yeah. into the custom and culture of the States. Yeah, even though you started here. You even know? though I started here. <laughs> so it would have been nice if they, they, they let me keep my English. Right. Like just a little bit, you yeah. know. Yeah. But it's crazy when you're that young right your your brain is like a sponge yeah very malleable yeah very malleable exactly yeah. you kind of shape it very quickly wow. Wow. so it's pretty cool but now after going through those struggles i'm able to speak two languages wow. i'm bilingual so i can speak english and korean both. comfortably yeah both fluently read and write nice. and, and it's cool it's I, so that way I, I get to appreciate my roots mm. my culture mm-hmm. and also i find korean a very beautiful language mm. And able also communicate with my people, Definitely. but also you know communicate with you know English speaking culture and people as well. Absolutely. So which yeah. gives me wow. the flexibility to appreciate <laughs> both sides. Yeah. And I think also just those struggles made me appreciate the culture of the East and the West through mm. literature and through you know communication and from you know consuming and yeah. and, and watching the greats right? right right and I think that kind of shows also in my music or design or anything that I create mm. you know trying to connect the interconnectivity yeah of, of the world mm. you know because because mm. people are we so can talk about that right but, yeah, right <laughs> but people are so focused mm. on the differences mm. but I like to focus on the similarities I think that way you get to appreciate the differences right absolutely so wow, and, wow. and 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 that way i think we can create more peace and understanding and compassion absolutely right man. 100%, for, for each other right 100 percent. like i i definitely feel the same way about that i feel like you know not, not something that i that i hear in your music as well it mm. just sounds like you're 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 finding links 
you know, um, whether it's in different genres or different styles of music or even like, you know, incorporating jazz and like figuring out what that, you know, relates to modern day times and like sort of figuring out what we all are sort of experiencing and like this human experience versus just like one particular country or one particular city. Um, so yeah, man, that's really a, a great point, man. So, so for you, was that um, something where you felt like you were able to adapt like it was a skill you almost developed or now you can sort of adapt different cultures and different like even music in, in a sense do you think that's something that comes into play like adaptability yeah i, I think so because mm. once you go through that kind of mind-blowing <laughs> type of struggle yeah and just keep trying to overcome all your insecurities because when you can't speak the language people look at you funny you know mm. um or they even question your intelligence intelligence exactly yeah. but it's just they're speaking in their own with their own rules and they're trying to communicate through their body language and you know we we kind of treat people who can't speak english as if they're dumb but you know mm. how many languages do you speak right I, like I just so, speak english so yeah right what can it, i say yeah exactly yeah. so i think when you overcome such an obstacle like that and learn to communicate mm. In various languages, I think it gives you the adaptability that you can mm. over time with consistent effort mm. and goal, mm. and then you can you can achieve a lot. Definitely, right? definitely. Right. So, so right. even for you, like experiencing Korean culture in mm -hmm. Korea for the first time, mm -hmm. uh, what was that like for you in general? Just just that experience. Are you talking about when I when I moved moved there? Yeah. It was not pleasant because you mm. know kids were making fun of me all the time for having an accent or not being able to speak Korean, you know, and you know how brutal kids are and how oh, yeah. honest they can be. No, no filter. No filter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they don't care. Like, mm -hmm. you know, if you can't communicate, you're like a dummy. Right. Mm -hmm. So a lot of, you know, struggle in terms of just kids making fun, man. Yeah. And, and putting you down Yeah. and you know, so it was hard. But also at the same time, I got to you know appreciate the '90s culture of Korea, mm. you know, mm. and all the Japanese animation, <laughs> yeah. and you know, animation is huge. Definitely. And, and um, I got to really experience the whole. I didn't get to experience Marvel, right? Like, like the way you guys did. Right. But I got to experience like Dragon Ball, or mm -hmm. you know, like mm -hmm. the Pokemon when it first came out. <laughs> and I collected all yeah, the I was stickers. Yeah, I could yeah, imagine yeah, yeah. what I got like that. Oh yeah, it was, was, was popping here. Yeah, too. like three, four years it, it caught on in the states Definitely. after they made all the trends. Oh yeah, we were we were late. We you were guys late. were late. Yeah, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. But I was right there when it when it came out. But as a kid, you know, those things were really right. really amazing. The, yeah. the world that you know mm. you can create with your imagination. Definitely. So yeah. so then coming back to the states, mm. um, like even during this time, were you getting involved with music in any way, or were you playing an instrument, or, or were you just like you know just growing up as a kid? So my, I was always this distracted kid, right? Okay. Yeah. And, and I always didn't want to eat. I didn't want to <laughs> do anything except go outside and play. Mm. So my mom, I'm the only child, by the way. Mm. So she really wanted me to be able to have discipline mm. and able to focus. And so, you know, it's kind of cliche, but she taught me, she made me mm. play piano and violin. It was like classical stuff. Also, she was a huge fan. Mm. Of classical music yeah so she pretty much like made me play violin and I hated it yeah, you know? you're taking classes for it yeah yeah I like okay. private lessons and stuff yeah, so yeah. then when I came to the States you know I, I kept practicing right. but but that was also like by uh, oh by the way when I came to the States I, I came by myself oh, really? and I homestayed on my aunt's yeah so okay. she she asked my aunt to you know have 
lessons for me wow. and you know wow. I was part of like a local orchestra and things like that and I, I really didn't like it mm-hmm. but but I, yeah. I appreciate it because that made me be able to read music mm. that made me be able to appreciate like fundamentals like, like the fundamentals yeah, yeah exactly and you know violin is a very very and beautiful sounding instrument it's hard to learn and Definitely. and I can't imagine trying to learn now Definitely. but I'm able to you know still be able to play mm-hmm. and I've been playing with like loopers a lot recently mm-hmm. just on my own yeah and even as like a meditative purpose mm-hmm. you know just even very simple chord on a violin on just like a very slow yeah. string you know movement yeah and yeah. on there on a loop with like a little bit of delay and <laughs> echo and you know reverb and you can just create this like orchestra yeah yeah, yeah. of like strings like wow. in your own bedroom so right. so I wouldn't been able to do something like that yeah. if it wasn't you know for my parents to mm. support me in that kind of way and you know kind of helping me to appreciate mm. that side of music definitely right definitely it's like something you really didn't want to do actually is helping you now all <laughs> oh, right exactly yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. That's dope. That's so, so I, I didn't appreciate them before but i appreciate appreciate them now right sure right. Yeah, absolutely yeah. absolutely man and yeah and that, that's sort of what um again it's almost goes to that theme of sort of connecting and finding links it's like mm-hmm with orchestral music like for me i played uh stand-up bass oh, cool. in, in elementary school mm-hmm. um but it was it wasn't jazz it was classical it was all classical music mm-hmm. um and that's that's sort of like finding those links and, and understanding that music really is is music you know right. no matter what genre it sort of takes some of those same principles apply anywhere so you can mm-hmm. sort of take the principles of classical music mm-hmm. and sort of apply it to like something that you create now mm-hmm. and just like you sort of just paint a picture of what those different sounds and vibrations when they're sort of paired correctly can sort of create man so definitely that the synergies yeah. with, with all the instruments combined yeah could create and music's so universal mm. and it's almost like you know how books are rockets where you when you read it and literature kind of take you to these places transport transport you immediately mm-hmm. and with music it's almost like that with emotions wow right it's, it's like emotional rockets yeah oh, <laughs> like yo. you hear something it's the feels right it, mm. it just takes you there so yeah yeah it's that it's that vibe and i think it's equally as important to know the rational side of things mm. but also understand the power of you know emotional definitely it's like things. tapping into a deeper frequency man right and like, right and it's hard to explain but you know everybody can't deny that you it, can feel it though. yeah it's there right yeah, so there. and it affects everybody definitely man and, and i just um recently was listening to um the, the jazz musician uh pharaoh sanders mm-hmm. um and i was actually talking to eli eli pola about it so i'm like ah, yo cool. do you know this dude like yeah. you know because he's, he's a very um well-accomplished jazz musician and saxophone player specifically yeah he looks great yeah mm-hmm. and, and um you know when you when I, you know Pharaoh Sanders he uh performed with um you know Alice Coltrane John mm-hmm. Coltrane and um all of his uh, personal catalog is also amazing but he touches on the same thing it's like mm-hmm. you're sort of um creating music that sort of like can exist in different worlds and different uh cultures and Mm -hmm. and seeing how we're all really very similar you Mm -hmm. know when we really understand the connections of our music and our sounds and how it all really comes from the same place it does you know so so yeah yeah, that's just a tangent but right but it does all come from the same place yeah yeah yeah, no i I definitely agree with you absolutely so so where where did you come from yeah yeah like like, tell me because i I remember i just started seeing you hang out with mo Mm -hmm. and then you kind of look like his cousin that I, that I met when we were touring in Europe. I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so at, at AP Cafe, I thought you were his cousin. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. But then you were like, 
thrown off like wait what and i was like oh my bad no it's you're definitely not him it's all good yeah. right right but i just kind of want to hear your story as yeah, well like yeah, man. um yeah like where like you you've been here in new york since yeah i, I was born in upstate new york in, oh i in, see in buffalo a buffalo, buffalo new york. okay only lived oh. there for like a, a year or so almost two years and then okay. moved to albany which is still upstate new york uh-huh yeah um, i'm aware of albany right? yeah, yeah yeah so I'm, I'm the oldest of three you know and, and like i said like for me you know i played you know the stand-up bass and and elementary school but for me music sort of goes back like I have a very musical family mm-hmm. like my, my grandfather uh, Johnny Ray um, okay. mm-hmm. he uh, uh, was a, a trumpet player oh wow um, you know and you know he you know lived in, in New York you know he's born in Atlanta lived in New York um, played trumpet and you know even for me growing up it was you know Stevie Wonder and Earth, Wind and Fire and, and you know my family we, when you drove in the car with your family it's like they were teaching us you mm-hmm. know literally every opportunity there was like a radio in the house or in the car we were learning mm-hmm. and we didn't even realize it you right. know so I was listening to all different types of music from a very early age mm-hmm. um, you know and that just sort of like carried with me you know and even, even now like you know in a nutshell I can say like you know, sort of my, my sort of base love for arts and creativity starts with music. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I don't play an instrument now, right. it's like I understand how it links with everything. You know, mm-hmm. it links with all other types of art. You it know, does, and, right. And visual, mm-hmm. um, performance art, um, music in some way, whether you're experiencing the art with music or you're right. creating the art listening to music. Mm-hmm. Music is always, you know, a part of our, our, our creative journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm realizing that more and more every day. You right. know? So, so yeah, that's like a little bit about me. In oh, that's of, cool. But yeah, man, I, you know, grew up in upstate New York. And, and then you know, when you moved to Brooklyn or... Actually, when, you, when we were talking about Philly, I asked you about Philly because I lived in Philly for like four years. Oh, um, I see. For college. Oh, okay. I was, but I was more like in um, in like the outskirts of Philly. Oh, I um, see. But I would spend all of my free time in the city. Mm. Um, and then lived in Jersey for a little bit. Okay. And then after that, been in Brooklyn. Well, in New York City for about five six years now oh, and so you moved around you explored and you yeah, your own journey mostly right? in the northeast okay. um but after that i moved well i didn't move i um traveled mm. uh, a lot um mm. so after college I, you know i just started traveling you know going to brazil been to brazil oh, cool. like three times now i still to this day <laughs> never been to south america oh you gotta go I, man yo last year i went oh, to kenya man. so i checked off africa <laughs> even though i mean you know kenya is like small part of africa yeah 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 you know and south america is definitely still on my list but definitely. that's awesome and i'm telling you man going there like mm. if you would just be a sponge in, in terms of all that that sound and energy that's down there mm. like it's 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 real mm. you know and, and a lot of what we're talking about it's like it's almost understood it's not even spoken you know it's not even mm. a thing to talk about like how the connection of music it's like it's a oh, part yeah. of life right um so so yeah that was important for me you know mm. traveled to europe a few times and mm. i've just been sort of like you know using the open canvas as a platform to just document the people in my life that's awesome so is that yeah. is that what open canvas is about documenting people yeah or, or yeah, just like, telling stories telling like, stories okay yeah but i love the fact that it's called open canvas thank you man yeah yeah, yeah. It, it caught my attention mm. uh recently i guess after you uh i, I met you and then yeah. you followed me and i was like what is this open <laughs> So I was checking it out that I realized you're running it after yeah. just looking at a few, few feeds mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah but I, I like the openness of it thank you man right right thank also you. I like it's called canvas thank you that, and that was the whole point right. you know it's like an open canvas sort of literally any form of creativity mm-hmm. um, any any type of creative you know mm-hmm. is open to share their stories and mm-hmm. it's like I'm not limiting it to anyone or anything you know right. it's like literally it can be anything and mm-hmm. um, it's been great because
because uh, like I told you earlier it mm. was sort of like a way for me an excuse for me to sort of uh, have great conversations that I could share with people beyond the you know person in front of me you right. know it's like I could share a great conversation I have with a friend that I would have without the microphone anyway right and then you know that led to you know then you know recording the podcast and and then you know doing events you know and you know did you know an event series with AP creative shout out to AP again right um, and then you know that leading to the clothing and then you know then branded content work for for other brands and sort of collaborating and just mm-hmm. sort of like just doing whatever you know, you know creatively interests me you know and, mm-hmm. and sort of allows me to sort of highlight the friends and the people in my life who are amazing mm-hmm. you know it's like we go through life meeting so many amazing people you know whether it's tra- traveling or just even in the city we're living in right um and i think we can almost get used to it mm. and not realize how special people really are. Right. And you know? and those time, I mean, we're living a very finite life. Yeah. Even though we don't think about, yeah. we're going to die. Right, right, One right. day we all will. And yeah. it's something that is so precious, the time that mm. we share with people around us. Mm. And right, it's sometimes sad when you have like a, such amazing conversation but you're like oh damn I wish I could have just caught that caught that and right. just shared it with people that I that I know would appreciate it appreciate it at the moment right yeah and, and then you know that you know is also a great point that you're mm-hmm. saying and, and, that, and I feel like you know sort of seeing everyone in my life who's, who's doing amazing things and like you know having great moments mm-hmm. you know and, and you know creating great things you know I think um, to be able to appreciate and acknowledge and encourage those people in my life is like uh something that i i feel like i i'm, I'm supposed to be doing right that's you your know? purpose it's, it's my purpose driven by that yeah and it's yeah, that's like, beautiful man thank you yeah. and i'm having fun doing it that's the mm-hmm. thing i was telling you like you know it's like i've been doing the podcast for you know almost two years now and i oh, wow. literally haven't missed a week you know that's and it's great like, so you're consistent yeah but yeah. It, i would only be consistent if it's something i actually enjoy doing mm-hmm. you know and right. it's like if, if it was a chore then it would be very difficult to be consistent mm-hmm. but it's something where it's like i'm meeting amazing people and you know i'm realizing that i'm learning more than anyone oh, I, see. <laughs> i get to be in front of all these you know amazing friends and they're, they're sharing their stories and lessons in life mm-hmm. and i'm able to glean from it mm-hmm. you know i'm able to like learn and improve myself you know, right. through my friends mm-hmm. you know so yeah man that's the short of it that's that's what i'm, I'm doing and, and, mm-hmm. and i'm enjoying it man so yeah that's yeah. That's, that's really dope man <laughs> I'll definitely spread uh, to uh, my words to the community Ooh. about Open Canvas Thank and you, yeah, just share the awareness that you're doing this. Thank you, man. And they could also be part of it. Yeah, right. And I really appreciate you even asking. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, when you're doing it, you don't even think about you know mm-hmm. uh, what you're doing exactly or why. Like you know, just always asking yourself why you're doing it. But mm-hmm. just to even you know talk about it, you know, and express. Right. You right. know how much I, I enjoy doing it. I appreciate you even asking the question, man. Right. Uh, I think the problem with many people is people just conform. People just mm. do what other people do, yeah. but they don't ask why. Yeah. yeah. And to me, I think doing anything without knowing the why right. and the purpose kind of defeats the whole point of creating. Right. I mean, sometimes yeah, you create just because you can. That's mm. fine. Mm. But what are you getting out of it and mm. ultimately what what's in it for the people what are you giving yeah what are you giving exactly mm. what va- value are you providing wow and with like back to talking about the the finite nature of mm. life right mm-hmm. um 
with this limited life, like you know, right. limited time, mm. so precious, like this source, like such amazing miracle that that we are like born in this era, this yeah, in this era. I'm man. Just thinking about that, that this is what man <laughs> has worked for thousands and thousands of years. Here we are to get to this point. What are you doing with your time, mm. right? What, what's the purpose you're putting behind it? And you just shared your purpose mm. of why you're doing open canvas. And sharing stories of your your close circle of friends to any creatives that, that you encounter, Definitely. to giving them the platform to speak is a really really cool thing. And and you know from these stories and even doesn't matter one person, ten people, mm. hundred people listen to it. If if it can just change and influence just like one person, right? right? You know even just for a moment, I think it has a value in that. Absolutely. And it's a beautiful thing. Thank you, man. Yeah, man. Thank so you. just keep doing it. Appreciate and I, I really feel um, honored to mm. to be part of. Um, this podcast thank you man. and what you're doing your thank project you. this is really cool that means a lot man thank you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you no, i'm just speaking what i how i perceive it so appreciate it yeah. appreciate it man yeah so you know i think you know what you know coming back to the states for you you yeah. know meant for you in terms of sort of like you know diving into classical music um you know sort of what was your evolution because like when somebody when you say i used to do classical music mm. someone who looks at what you do now is like mm. where did that transition happen like but like for you what was that growth process and so when i came back to the states yeah, right so yeah, pretty yeah. much the reason i came back was because i was i was troublemaker in korea <laughs> wait wait wait, wait, wait. I, yeah so so yeah so i was a troublemaker i was hanging out with the wrong group of mm-hmm. quote-unquote friends who were like smoking cigarettes you know like hanging out with like prettier girls right <laughs> who are not into study whatever and I was just exploring what what it was out there right and my parents didn't didn't they thought that they didn't really see much future mm. in me in Korea because mm. they could just see me not really studying not really doing Mm-hmm. things that are more productive for my future right, right? right, right. so they're like okay let, let's send them over <laughs> to the states to yeah. my aunts and i was the only child so it was a hard decision for them as, as well as it was for me to deal with mm-hmm. um but when i came to the states remember i couldn't speak english right. Again, right right i forgot all my english so i had to relearn english and during those process i started listening to hip-hop Mm. My friends introduced me to the world of hip hop, you know, to like the classic, like Gangstar, Nas, you know, like Eminem, Jay Z, Mm -hmm. you know, like Biggie, and I'm just like, wow, like these. You know, DJ Premier, like, yeah. like, like. All, I was a yeah. huge Guru Premier yeah. person. Yeah, yeah definitely, man. Definitely. Yeah. And, and as I was encountering hip hop, I couldn't understand a word mm. these MCs were saying, but those beats, man. You know, those but, communicated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that communicated like yeah. to my core, mm. and mm. and I just started learning about. Um, all these different producers the and rocks yeah <laughs> and yeah yeah exactly yeah. and i kind of grew up through middle school and high school appreciating mm. hip-hop and just music in general mm. and that also helped me mm. push me to learn english mm. better but also i was in an environment where i was actually the only asian mm-hmm. in school mm-hmm. so yeah um that that environment also helped me as well yeah i mean yeah. I, it goes to show you man like mu- right. music is its own language it is it is <laughs> you know and, and yeah. like even for for me as well you mentioned like dj premier pete rock a lot of producers like specifically those types of producers like i think they're very good if you even listen to like their, their instrumental albums right where they're literally talking through their beats you know, oh, they're literally right. saying something through their beats if you listen exactly closely. and and yeah so i fully understand that i just want to say that all <laughs> oh, right 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 so yeah. so i think those times that made me really appreciate just hip-hop music instrumental you know beats and like soul mm-hmm. 
behind behind the sound. And then when I went to school here at Pratt uh, in in Clinton Hill, my roommate introduced me to scratching. Scratching oh, yeah. records, and then that kind of translate into like you know, like my mind was blown. I was like, "Wow, you can!" It was like it was like a whole rebirth of record, mm-hmm. but in a way that was really cool for me to see in person. Right. Like right. I, I knew of the concept, but actually seeing my roommate scratch and mm-hmm. showing me how to, you know, give new life to records, and wow. and that kind of just then made me really delve into DJing and wow. the world of mixing music and. You know, then eventually you mix music for a while, then you want to make your own sound. So mm. that was kind of like my transition. But I don't think there was wasn't really like a moment where it's like evolutionary. I right. think it's just you small every day to day. You encounter small inspiration. Maybe mm. sometimes the inspiration might be a little bit bigger. Mm. You know. Yeah. Um, but through those like constant actions and mm. reactions and inspirations and you know your your action towards wanting to be this person because you become what you think about right right so as you appreciate right. these culture and mm. you practice keep practicing you eventually become you know what you think about right. so i i became a dj yeah because that's that i loved it so much yeah. wow and, wow man and I thought about it every day so yeah, yeah yeah so so for you like um like even mm. like djing I, I like even think of like you know just following the music mm. you know it's almost like a, a blessing that we have like music and like catalogs and we can sort of go into records and find other related artists and things like that because literally like that's sort of the the process of like just studying music is just like literally just going in and just finding you know different sounds that interest you and just like you know hearing an artist and like who is this and then oh they worked with this person mm-hmm. and they worked with that oh well let me find out some more about them you know and I feel like mm-hmm. that process of sort of like digging and understanding like where music comes from mm-hmm. uh, just sort of like adds to who you are you know right. adds to your person you know right exactly yeah, yeah man so um, DJing for you was it mainly something you did by yourself or you just like learning or were you like I- I- I'm gonna do some gigs or I'm gonna get out there and like put myself out there um, at first I just wanted to learn how to scratch yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I don't know if you're familiar with Kit Koala. Mm-hmm. So he is this turntablist mm-hmm. who signed the Ninja Tunes, and he's from okay. um, and and I just saw this video on YouTube video of him mixing trumpet sounds. Mm. But he with the way he was like fast forwarding it, slowing it down, and so on the right deck deck B, yeah, he had this like a jazz instrumental track, right? Mm. And the left record on the A track, mm-hmm. he was pretty much scratching and doing his turntablism thing mm. with a trumpet record that was just trumpet sound right. and it made it sound like it was drunk and the song is called Drunk Trumpet yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so you wow. should check that out but when I saw that I was just like wow <laughs> like, I want to learn how to do that yeah, yeah. right exactly so um, that that video actually made me really want to learn how to scratch so I started with scratching right and after I was scratching for a while and I was scratching on like Pete Rock you know mm-hmm. instrumental beats mm-hmm. and like DJ Premier beats still kind of going with my source yeah, yeah yeah so and after a while then I kind of got bored mm. I was like I, I want to like do a little bit more than scratching even though I wasn't that good at it but you know how we kind of get bored of things quickly yeah, yeah, but you yeah. won't always but that inspired you to do more so then I started mixing mm. and and then I got into house music because mm. like the mixing points for hip hop were really short. Right, right. And when I was in school, a lot of kids were listening to house music and going to house dance parties and mm. stuff like that. Mm. And then I, I started to understand the meditative aspect of house. Yeah. You know, that 4-4 that four, four kind of just like really, you know, like good, very simple drum beats. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, the intricacies and, you know, anything you pay attention to something for a while, there's an entire world in it, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so, and then as I got into the house music, I realized, oh, the mixing points are a lot longer, mm. you know, so now I can mix for like three, four minutes, not just 15, 20 seconds like hip hop, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I got to really appreciate blending music. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like mixing color. I don't know if you ever oil painted, yes, but like this, yeah. co- you know, this song is like a green and mm. this song is like a yellow and I just mix it and then I get this color, right? Wow. Yeah, so, and while you're mixing two songs, um, you created something new, mm. you know, um, so, yeah, it's kind of like this moment, you know, Taj, you're your own, own color, I'm my own color, but while we were having this conversation, mm. also this conversation is like something, is his own color, right? right. So, so it's, it's kind of the same thing with music, right? So, <laughs> right, so I, yeah. I got to understand that concept, yeah. and I learned to really appreciate it, mm. and from that, then I was like, okay, now I'm able to mix songs, mm-hmm. I've like a lot of songs that I want to play for people because mm-hmm. ultimately what's the point if I'm just playing in my room right mm-hmm. so then and then what happened was my mom got diagnosed with uh, breast cancer mm-hmm. so I had to fly back to Korea and take care of her so I, I had a leave of absence at school yeah. so I, I was in Korea for a year taking care of her and I got to connect with the Korean DJing community mm-hmm. and um, yeah then through that community they were like alright like Moon like here's a party you're up and I still remember like my first gig man. how was it? it was it was, it was a, a north part of Seoul okay. called, a park called uh, Hongdae 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 yeah. yeah and it's like kind of like artsy you know like a lot of art schools nearby yeah. kind of just a young really like energetic crowd mm-hmm. and they would just bar on the second floor and maybe had like 15-20 people mm. Yo, I was in front of the CDJs <laughs> and like my hands were shaking so oh, much yeah. in front of like the play. Yeah. Dude, I couldn't even like press the button. I <laughs> was so nervous. I, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I, I did a lot of deep breathing and I was right. trying to just calm myself down, trying to get the nerves out of the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, I had a great set. Mm. They were like, uh, during my set, maybe like five, six people just mm-hmm. got like on top of a, a bar table. Feeling it? No, they're like <laughs> taking their shirt off, like these dudes. Oh, yeah, and then, the... like, yeah, all these like really beautiful women. Wow. They're just like dancing, wow. and it, it went wild. Yeah, because I was playing at the time. I was really into like electro house. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And oh, they, man. my my friends, put me in a, a, a in a time frame where people were. Mm. It was just like a good time for people to really dance and, and I really and, listen and really listen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and really feel the music. So right. yeah, and it was just beautiful moment I was like oh wow like something that I've been imagining and thinking about in my head like playing in front of people mixing music in front of people and providing an experience when they came to like actually fruition and, and happening in front of my eyes yeah you know it's a beautiful thing definitely as yeah. you explain it I feel like I'm there right 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 <laughs> you know and, and, yeah. and that's like a, a, a real joy for like a, a DJ or, or anyone who sort of performs it's like um, when you're able to create that moment for right. however short or long it is mm-hmm. like when you create that moment for, for people where everyone's sort of experiencing it at the same time right, like right, right. feeling the music in, interpreting it how it's supposed to be you know right. that's why I say it was the right time for people to listen you know mm-hmm. there is that point in the night where people are really tuned in right and when you catch it and then you're also on point right you know it's like it's like magic man it's it like is you, magic you create yeah. a, a magic moment for people and then um, mm-hmm. you know that's something that you know people talk about fears like we're talking about right now right, you know, right. it's like that's those are the types of moments you sort of look to create mm. um so yeah man that's dope that's really dope man. yeah so that's kind of been the the, the evolution of evolution of, or like the, yeah the journey of it and then ever since i've been 
just always striving to flowing. Yeah, just flowing after, after yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Keep practicing. Yeah. And you even mentioned like house music for me. Like, um, you know, I remember the first time I went to Chicago, mm. I went to like a house party, you know, mm. in Chicago. Oh, you know? cool. So, so it's very, like, very like authentic, real yeah. stuff. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you know, like if you go to like a country like Brazil and you hear like mm. um, ballet funk or samba music, it's mm. like people are dancing and reacting to the music, how it was created. You know, it's like mm. people are physically moving in a way where they're expressing themselves in their culture and their mm. love for their music. Mm. So being in Chicago and hearing house music at a house party right. was like, oh, okay, this is this is special here. You know, mm. especially even like in a city like Detroit or even like Philly as well it's like mm. you know certain house parties sort of like people are sort of experiencing the music like it's their own you mm. know and it is their own it is you know right. so um, you know to sort of experience that moment as well I can mm. definitely you know agree with you on that it's like mm. you know house music in particular it's like it's almost like creating like an atmosphere um, that you, exactly what you said it's like there's if you listen close enough there's a world there's a universe inside of a, even one or two songs if you mix it the right way Right. You know, and, and sort of, um, you know, experiencing those feelings and those moments and sharing it with your friends is like one of the best feelings, you know. So, right. so yeah, man, for you, like with DJing and then sort of like even sort of um, what you do, you know, when you're just producing music, like how, how do you sort of, like what's your why? Like how are you sort of creating? What are you sort of looking to do? Mm. So the way I see DJing is you are responding to an environment creatively. And, and, and creating an experience you know not to look cool not to just mix music and play but because right. it, it's different you know and it's all I think it's, it's context that, that drives success mm. so just when I create these experiences ultimately I want depends on the context mm -hmm. I want people to have the best experience that that they took birth to experience mm. you know and I'm, I'm part of you know, who someone who is cultivating and shaping these uh, uh, sounds mm -hmm. to for people to just really, you know, they got themselves out of the comfort of the Netflix, you know, yeah. all these different the temp stress, tempting worries. things, worries, yeah. and they came out and physically mm -hmm. to be there and collectively in a space, um, whether wanted to connect or whether to be entertained. Right. For me, as a part of someone who's providing that experience, I feel a lot of. Uh, responsibility mm. to make sure that I do my absolute best for them to and also for me you know but but I'm there for the people right mm. for them to have the best experience so it's, like, yeah. it's an act of gratitude yeah like thank you for way. coming let me let me like yeah so I'm there yeah. to serve right right, right. right. Wow. and, and mm. when I produce music as well I think there's there's a fine balance when you're creating anything mm -hmm. and, and the why uh, um it's for me to right just to serve mm. but also as a creator you have these things that are important to you and right now they might not be necessarily important to other people because mm. there is this huge demand what, what the world demands right mm. but also there's things that are very important to you but that the world might not even care mm. but they might later yeah. i don't know yeah right depends on how you do all these mm -hmm. intended actions to shape their perception it's context <laughs> context exactly yeah, yeah. exactly so i think it really depends mm. but ultimately i'm all about providing value yeah and i want to just always i always think about that it would that would this help this add add <laughs> right exactly because yeah. i want to use my limited time energy mm. 
and life to something that will be meaningful for me but hopefully what is really meaningful for me will provide so much value to other people that right. that, that that they will be inspired you know and they will be um, educated or you know entertained in some kind of way that you know they can change right right to, to or they can create mm. to influence their people because if you think about it if you meet thousand people in your lifetime mm-hmm. and get to actually know them some to a certain degree yeah and then those thousand people also meet have their own thousand people that they meet mm-hmm. in their lives right mm-hmm. then there's one million people yeah and if those one million people had thousand people in their lives again you know there's yeah. one billion people mm-hmm. so you're literally two steps away from one billion people mm-hmm. so you know every person i meet you know every opportunity i can get to influence someone mm-hmm. in a positive way uh, from my learnings and my mistakes and my struggles and my the lessons that I've learned yeah I think by creating things from those experience to create best content best mm. thing that that could provide the most value right. that I can squeeze out yeah. out of me in this time I think has so much power than you think mm. yeah. yeah literally you're two steps away from one billion people I mean that's the human network and that's kind of like the interconnectivity we're talking about yeah in the beginning of our conversation right right yeah man and i even feel that as well with like right. quality versus i mean quantity versus quality you know it's mm-hmm. like like you, you you keep saying like the word value and that really resonates with me because mm-hmm. like it's, it's sort of creating from a place of like what can i create that has the most value value to someone mm-hmm. you know versus just like saying i'm gonna create just to turn a faucet on and just like a bunch of content mm-hmm. but like none of the content has any it's not adding value to someone's life right you know it's like mm-hmm. how can i create content that is also adding value to someone's life and people just can enjoy you know it's mm-hmm. i think it doesn't even have to be um uh too complex you know it can just be like you know are, are, do people feel good <laughs> when they hear this do, right. they, do they connect with themselves mm-hmm. and you know or and that doesn't even have to just be music i don't think either it could mm-hmm. be any any type of creative work or output or even just living as a mm-hmm. human how you treat people you know it's like right. treating people with love and respect and um just like that same example example you you said in terms of we're, we're like two people away from a billion people mm-hmm. It's like you know share that love energy with people you right. know, so that then that can influence other people in the right way mm-hmm. you know so yeah definitely respect that man for sure mm-hmm. for sure so, so are, are, are you like um seeing your production um as something that you want to sort of continue to evolve or take in a different directions i think we are always changing yeah but at the same time we're not changing <laughs> i think this word change and evolution is kind of like a deceptive <laughs> in a way and it's, it's a, a arbitrary mm. arbitrary concept i think it mm. depends it, it just kind of depends how you define it so for me i will i'll always try to create music yeah. until i die because that's just something that i truly enjoy yeah um but at the same time i've been just trying to realize you know, we also the the money. Money is in our uh, right. a, a part of the equation, right? Because right? right, right. everybody's in this money hungry economy. Mm-hmm. You know, people kind of have this idea of like being wealthy is kind of like a bad thing because all this corporate America mm-hmm. and you know America is very kind of like transactional right, right, right. society. You know, mm-hmm. 
So I've been just as a creator, I've been trying to understand like what can I do to create wealth. Because I don't think wealth is a bad thing, right? You know, because if you're wealthy, you can pretty much solve any business problem, yeah, or well, you can solve a lot of problems. Wealth is another word for opportunity. It is, you know, and and, and also gives you a power to live your fulfilling life. Mm. At its fullest, right? Right. It, it gives you a lot of opportunity to do good things, you know. Um, so, in order for anyone to build wealth, mm. it's pretty much you have to provide value to as many people as possible. <laughs> so, there's this quote that actually that I have as a background on my phone. Yeah. Right. It. I'll read it to you. Yeah. All right. So it says. If you're not rich at the moment, it's only because you haven't worked out how to give enough value to enough people. Mm. Wait, repeat that. Repeat that again. Okay, I'm gonna say it one more time. Yeah. If you're not rich at the moment, it's only because you haven't worked out how to give enough value to enough people. Really good. Right. So, so what does that mean to you? So to me, it means right now I'm not rich. I'm not, I'm not wealthy, <laughs> so I haven't figured out right. enough we all, we all a way yeah, right, yeah, yeah. to uh, provide value to enough people. Mm-hmm. I haven't figured it out. Like mm-hmm. I am trying. I'm, you know, trying to serve and I'm trying to create things that provide value to people. Right. But it's not enough because I'm not wealthy right now. Mm. But I am striving and working every day, you know, and deciding. On my actions to change so that I can be that person, yeah. and I'm thinking about it every day. Right. You know, and you become what you think about. So I know I'm gonna be wealthy mm-hmm. if something bad doesn't happen to me. You know, randomly, if I just happen to live a long, healthy life. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm not worried about that. It just this value is like what exactly is, and as creator, what does that mean? Like, what is important to me? Yeah. And what does the world want? Mm. And what is the story that people want to hear? But they don't know until they hear it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I could even like take it even a step further in saying right. like, it's creating values, value for others, mm-hmm. but also creating value for yourself. Right. You know, like even in the creative process, when you mm. create something and it's and it's valuable to you, it's something mm. that you enjoy, that mm. you feel like it's almost therapy for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's that's important. Like creating from a place of like, is this fulfilling me? You right. know, you know, as well as others, you know, because right. sometimes people create and it's like it, it's not doing anything for them. People oh, yeah. it may connect with people, but right. for them, they may feel empty inside. Right. And of course. Yeah. And, and, and if it's not fulfilling for you. Right. Yeah. And like Taj, you said in the beginning, you mm-hmm. said you've been doing this for two years and you haven't missed a week because you love it so much. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, the law of least effort and resistance. Mm. So I completely agree with you in that, that when I create something, it has to feel right for me. Definitely. But also rationally, I, I know that with the strategy and, and this is, you know, providing a lot of value to people. And I know this is the right vision. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Um, and right. Just you have to change yourself and strive yourself first mm-hmm. you know in order to influence others to, towards that direction or that vision exactly right so, so i completely agree with that absolutely right? man yeah and um yeah so so in terms of like you're currently working on or mm-hmm. um anything that you're currently or planning to to release or, or even events like what what's what's on your radar man oh so right now kamau um kamau is a rapper and singer um, based in Brooklyn. Shout out to Kamal. Kamal, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's my musical partner, and I I produced the intro track mm. of his new EP. So that's gonna be out very soon. Nice. nice. So that's something that's gonna come out right now. I'm working on 
DJ mixes with uh, visuals of New York. So so I've been recording just even just walking the streets of New York <laughs> with my gimbal or just in subway like outside of the window. And I'm trying to just capture this 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 world of New York City mm. and trying to show the interconnectivity mm. of just the day-to-day mundane things yeah. that make up New York, not like the you know Madison Ave, the I don't know the fancy, yeah, the crazy like, things like the, the outrageous yeah, moments. It's, it's like the everyday moments. moments. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and I want to show that to the world because mm. I don't think there is enough content about that. Yeah, and also just I want to show like. My music is very multicultural, mm. so I want to have my mixes with the visual of kind of like the multicultural yeah. mundaneness, right? Yeah, yeah. Then people can can throw that in the background, Definitely. the mixes, and you know, I, I think that'd be really cool. I'm very excited about these New York City projects. It sounds like, bro, that sounds necessary. Yeah, like I mean, for me, like I, I smoke, so like uh-huh. if, if I'm smoking weed and listening to music, I'll just like put something on the TV and like just yeah. watch it, like right. the, the recent uh, Quincy Jones. Mm-hmm. documentary I literally just have it on silent have right. the subtitles going and like listen to like a jazz album or something or something oh, yeah. or a, a whole composition he created Quincy yeah. created mm-hmm. and just like it, it tells a different story you mm-hmm. know so I think the power of sort of seeing how visuals impact how we experience music I mm-hmm. think that's sort of a, a great parallel for you to draw that way right so, and I'm starting yeah. to realize that we, we consume through our eyes our ears mm-hmm. you know yeah and, and it really hasn't changed even with the internet true true yeah right. it's, all- it's like the video audio text really you know that's it it's all the same thing and yeah. that's the thing so you said like i think evolution can mm-hmm. be a, a deceptive or, or like almost like relative word mm-hmm. you know because like things really aren't changing in, in a sense where like the content that we're receiving or the channels or the, the platforms we're receiving on may be changing mm-hmm. but like music is still music you know right. visual art is still visual art mm. you know we, if you're seeing it on your phone or if you're at a gallery of course the experience is different right. um, but the um, the actual um, uh, content and pieces of work you know ha- haven't changed over the years so right. it's up for us to sort of continue to tell compelling amazing stories through our art mm-hmm. um, that you know people can find value in you know of course that's it yeah, that's <laughs> it man yeah 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 so so yeah once again man I just want to thank you again for being on the podcast I feel like um, this conversation you know was going to happen eventually but I, I'm really appreciative that it's happened um, the way that it has and, and you know just hearing you know parts of your story um, really respect it man I feel like the the music and the, the, the overall creative work that you're going to continue to produce um, is going to continue to impact people the way that you you seek to do man and and yeah I'm, I'm just happy to sort of witness it as well <laughs> yeah it was a pleasure Taj thank you man thanks for having me here absolutely right. bro so yeah this has been the open canvas I'm Taj Alexander with my brother Moon and we're out cool to find out more about the open canvas hit up our website theopencanvas.com also stay tuned to our Instagram at the open canvas and for any questions or inquiries hit up my email Taj T-A-J opencanvas at gmail.com This has been The Open Canvas produced by Taj Alexander